0: Oh, hello everyone. It is time for another Chatterbox video game radio show. My name is Alon. And my name's Aura. And uh, we talk about video games. So go to chatterboxgameshow.com if you want to learn a very, very little bit more about what we do. Um, and disregard any times that are listed on that website since we're not live. Uh, but but uh, you can certainly email us from that site. Aura and myself are both listed on there, so... Go ahead, email us, and we will talk about what it is that you want to talk about. This week, however, we're going to discuss our own topics. Uh, first of all, I, I think I want to mention my joystick again.
1: Sure. Right. Why not? I brought it over.
0: You got to see it.
1: And, and joy- your joystick not being a euphemism for
0: it. Not at all. No, no. We are, this is 100% literal in this case. Um, I mentioned it before. It's aluminum. It's awesome. I have pictures and everything that I have not made available to people, but, but may in the future. Um, it is not 100% complete, but it is usable now. I just need to pretty it up and make a slight change to the cord. I was certainly impressed. Yeah, it is, it's rare to get a commendation from Aura, so
1: this I know true. it must not suck. Did, did you know, incidentally, that at one point um, aluminum was regarded to be the rarest metal in the world?
0: I did not know that. Yeah. Why? Why would that be? N- Had they just not discovered that. rarer metals? Um, no,
1: there was. I think this was like several hundred years ago, right? Like there's there's a story about how um, you know there's some kind of like dinner happening in some kind of kingdom, right? And you know it's like, well, like this guest, you know, this guest's like echelon of like upper classness, like merited them to like be served like. Um, like silverware, right and then like someone else got like silverware made out of gold right and then this other this other like very very important guest was actually like was given aluminum
0: i have, I've never heard this story because
1: and, and it was not it was not as a dig it was because it was in fact like at the time even rarer than gold, more valuable and it was it was because before like we developed like modern techniques to um, I don't know. I guess process and extract aluminum out of the ground. It it does
0: have some, I believe, some weird properties in terms of its melting and point, boiling points, and all that. Yeah, stuff. it was
1: it was it was for a very long time in history extremely difficult to actually do anything with, and so for that reason, it was regarded
0: to be even rarer. Well, that's than that's gold. interesting. Uh, it's certainly not that rare these days. Yeah, but unfortunately, it is um, prone to scratching a little bit. So, uh, I'm I. I'm having trouble. I could use some advice. I sh- I forgot I could ask our listeners. Um so I want to give it this this brushed metal like this the circular brushed look, you know, like like you took a sander to it. I was told get a get an orbital sander. I got a random orbit sander and it does not do the trick because it oscillates in addition to to rotates. Um and it creates more of just a matte finish, which is not what I want. I want that like <clears throat> that curved sweeping very shiny appearance, which has to come from some sort of sanding. And I think maybe if I just get that sander that, like, you shove into a drill instead of using an actual sander, but you just put the sanding disc on a drill, that might do the job. But uh, certainly, if someone has a specific recommendation, I would love to hear it because I bought a sander and it is not not what I wanted, which is a bummer because now I have a sander I'm never going to use. Yeah. But anyway, also <clears throat> completely irrelevant. Um, but not really.
1: Uh, the top of the Washington Monument is capped in Aluminum.
0: Okay, because yeah. it's cause when they made it, yeah, it's is that tough. is that to stop it from from falling apart? No, it's at, because at the tip? just the it's tip. because that was the most
1: valuable metal that they had at the time to cap it with.
0: But why would you use the most valuable metal? Wouldn't you want the most uh, like supportive or? No, uh, no, 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 no! This is just for decoration. The cap is not holding up anything, and uh, not supported. That's not really what I mean. Like a preservative. That's no, what you want. It's just purely there for f- the purposes of flaunting. Okay, but but as something this is that's like, part of government, we shouldn't be wasting money.
1: No, this is like this. Come on, uh, yeah, we shouldn't <laughs> be wasting money. That's what the government's about. <laughs> okay, this is this is bling. Okay, in the seventeen hundreds, eighteen hundreds. Gotcha.
0: Well, I'm, I'm glad that it's, it's just the tip.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to waste all that aluminum
0: now, would we? Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, why don't we move on to some video game-related things? We should do that. So, we've neglected, there's this really hot topic that's been circulating the many waves of the air and space lately, right? Have and we've we not been,
0: discussed it? Because certainly
1: I've discussed it with Joe over yeah, email. Yeah, but we haven't We haven't actually talked about this on the show yet. And this is the whole the whole Mass Effect 3, um, gosh, debacle,
0: whatever you want to call I it. I know we've brought it up at least once. <coughs> Maybe. Because his email referenced the fact that we brought it up.
1: Okay, perhaps. Um, but there's let – let me see if I can recap uh, very briefly what's happened so far. So – Mass Effect 3 came out. Um, the ending was very upsetting to legions of people. Um, without getting into why it was upsetting, let's just say it was upsetting. Um, so it was so upsetting that apparently there was like this petition on the Child's Play charity um, called Retake Mass Effect. So people would donate money to express their
0: displeasure. And then, thing, they, then they were asking for refunds from the donations because they misunderstood how it all worked? Well,
1: yeah, th- that went kind of out of control, right? Because it, it went up to like I think around 80000 before they they stopped it. The people like like uh, Penny Arcade people like forcibly stopped it. And one of the reasons um, was – and I believe this. This is a plausible reason was that apparently a lot of people were confused about what that – um, petition meant and apparently a lot of people were led to believe for some reason or another that um, they were in fact uh, funding an alternate ending or some some sort of <laughs> remuneration by Bioware um, which in fact n- there was no such promise on end. yeah
0: so it was like a normal petition but people were putting money in it just to be like hey we're serious yeah we're so the serial seri- man yeah yeah, yeah we so. want an ending but it wasn't they weren't actually paying for anything, any new ending, which is, I guess, what many people thought was happening. So then they started asking for refunds. And, and Jerry from Penny Arcade, uh, a.k.a. Tycho, was like, all right, new rule. No affiliation can be had with Child's Play unless it is meant to uh, get out like information about Child's Play. You can't use the name to help some other... Um, thing that you're doing right yeah so
1: that was kind of weird and apparently um all these people uh, were still not done giving away money um to voice their displeasure so uh, a couple of things why
0: is is nobody giving us money because they're upset with us i i don't i don't know i don't know how that works this is kind of that pisses people off and then they want to give you more money this is
1: this is kind of amazing i mean this is really like i've never seen anything like these things ever happen in
0: my life this is fantastic that this really, I mean, I want to say, listen, you don't like something, you stop going to that vendor. But this, this just proves that they love it so, so much that they're willing to pay even more to get it right. This is true, which is fascinating, I guess. Well, in, in terms of like economics, it it's is quite fascinating. It's
1: better to channel your efforts into something positive rather than something negative. So I always support a positive outcome. But um, this is this is good. I think that this is actually, I mean, for all the garbage. In internet culture, this is one of the non-garbage aspects. And I think maybe could possibly even outweigh the garbage things. Well,
0: I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I have a better recommendation. What's that? Rather than something like the Child's Play effort yeah. where they're putting money towards a good cause yeah. like that. I think they should shift the cause and say, we're going to take up a fund to get them to make the change. And if they do not make the change, yeah. that fund goes to a giant party with hookers and blow where everyone who funded it can go attend. Well, that sounds exciting to me. That would that would be great. So that way, it, I mean, it's win-win. You get one or the other. Clearly. But it's it's kind of hard because, like,
1: you know, what if, like, they're in, like, Bangor, Maine?
0: Well, that's the risk you take, man. You know it could happen, and you got to be ready at a moment's notice. Yeah. It's like my... Because uh, I, I wouldn't fly there
1: for a party. I mean, I know Bangor, Maine's cool and everything.
0: I'm just it's, – it's a lot like my cannibalism crew idea, which I bring up now but haven't discussed on the air before, so it won't make sense to anybody. But if you're ever curious, drop me a line. I've got an idea for how to, how to get a taste for, for human. I've been, ta- I've been thinking about this a lot.
1: Okay. <laughs> this like, is
0: – It's a whole, like, buy-in system where people get involved and there's, there's a I'm, network of – and then if any one of them kicks off of something, like, not natural – I'm I'm slowly inching away from it. Then you all like transport yourselves to a country where a chef will take care of that guy. Uh,
1: There are now 12, anyway. <laughs> 12 more inches across this table
0: separating us. Like I said, I can I can explain it in more detail if, if anyone approaches me about this. I, I please, <laughs> and you, and I, if you want to be in the club to get this. Because really, it could only happen through consensus.
1: Yes. And I'm glad that you're saying this. And so let me just be clear that I really don't want to be part of this club.
0: You're not interested? Nah, really? No.
1: Nah, I like chicken. <laughs> All I right. really like the chicken. The other white meat. There's a lot of other white meets. Anyway, um, let me count the ways that um, they're not done um, donating money. All of the Mass Effect fans who are so angry. Apparently there was a cupcake campaign to deliver 400 cupcakes to the Bioware office in Edmonton. Is that number meaningful? Um, I don't know. Maybe there's about that many people there. I'm guessing. And so what they did was they they actually raised $1,000. They met their mark
0: that could get you 400 cupcakes no problem
1: and um the order of cupcakes was um, all the same flavor but split into equal number of cupcakes of red and green and blue frosting which corresponded to basically the ending choices that the player had (laughs) in the end of the game (laughs) that's right and so so their their idea was one of their ideas anyway this was to send a note saying that you know you can you can pick red green or blue but they all taste the same get it I do. That is hilarious. Yeah. But that's not all. There's even more. Apparently, there's uh, another charity drive campaign, uh, possibly even in, um, you know, to, to possibly to replace the fact that they can't donate to Child's Play anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. has been started. Um, it's called Full Paragon. So they have a site for that. So you can go to that if you're really, you really want to donate more money. Um, and their charity is now like this, uh, some kind of like children's reading charity, which sounds worthy. And they've they've raised four K so far. Not bad. So and and like you said in the beginning, too, um, people are trying to return games to Amazon.
0: Return games? Yes. I do not know about that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that's what they're doing. And also, um, hold it, hold it. We're gonna go to break. Oh, really? We'll be right back. Okay.
0: Be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. It's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com.
1: And we are back, and you are listening to Chatterbox, video game radio.
0: Sponsored by UAT.edu, website for the University of Advancing Technology. Now, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, we're it was quite
1: all right. There's, you know, commercial break that we have to yeah. go to.
0: But, um, but yeah. So, so you're talking about charities. One of them got four grand. This yeah. is not the cupcake one. The okay. Cupcake one, no, totally different. Best okay, one but I've heard so far.
1: Yeah, but we're... Okay, that's that's all of them that I'm aware of. There very well may be more things happening on this, right? But... Um, Yes, apparently some people are trying to return games to Amazon and being successful. That's crazy to me. It is a little crazy. Um, I, the one case that I actually did hear about, um, he it, it was the um, the deluxe like version. So I'm thinking that that uh, that might might be why Amazon accepted
0: the return. I don't I don't know why that would make a difference.
1: Uh, Because there's, like, actual, like, material things that you get that normally are, like, kosher to return, right? I mean, like, when you've got, like, when you're buying, like, a physical... Because most companies, most retailers don't accept games to return.
0: Yeah, and I see it the other way around. Like, there's more stuff that was not relevant to the fact that he didn't like the game.
1: Oh, fair enough. And so it's I'm not just fair that he doesn't like this product. I'm just grasping at straws to try and explain how this could have actually happened. It's very silly, um,
0: <clears throat> but I mean, it, there there was also a blog from the one big guy at Bioware saying they're taking all this feedback to heart, and basically they're going to make a change. Well, without expressly saying we're going to make a change, right?
1: He it, this it was a very uh, I mean it was one of one of the top guys there who wrote it, and it was a very um carefully worded uh statement to say that they're listening and they you know they they respect and 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 want to continue to listen to their to their customers but at the same time you're right he it's not like he promised anything right they're just saying they're listening and and you know i I do believe that they want to do right by their customers but And in terms of, like, what the reality is and what's going to happen, I mean, um, I really hope nobody's actually expecting something to happen because
0: um, it very well could as much as it couldn't. Well, I'm sure that lots of people are expecting something, but I I just, like, because of this discussion, I wish that I actually played Mass Effect and knew what we were talking about because I don't really (laughs) know what... The complaint is about the ending? Well, well there, um, there
1: there there are a few different complaints, but I think the the short of it, like the biggest one is that um, you know, the the idea of the whole game is that your choices matter, right? And not, not only that that a lot of people have regarded the game to basically be like, you know, I'm I'm actually allowing like the story to be fashioned in the way that I want it to be based on my choices. And what happened at so the So you're
0: expecting some sort of more some more granularity with the endings? That's absurd. Well, I don't
1: know, but from what I'm – what I do know about the endings is that basically, um, you know, while throughout the course of the whole game, like a lot of things like change depending on what choices you make and you can kind of like steer the direction in a certain arc, right? You can steer the story in the way you want it to. Apparently at the end, um, there's basically like you're presented with three like what a lot of people I think would describe as non-choices, and um, the endings that you get also, like, uh, some people have complained, like, they don't, they don't make sense. There's not even good continuity from one scene to another in the endings. Other people have complained that, you know, they were just severely rushed. And the only differences between them is, like, a couple of different colored things, which is where the red, green, and blue things came from. Um, and then another complaint that I've heard is that, you know, people think that, um, you know, it's like they made all these decisions at the end. Up until the end, I should say. And then once they got to the end, it's like none of those things mattered anymore. It was just like
0: a, a trinary choice. You know, it's like pick which ending you want to watch now. Yeah, but but that's how any video game is going to be. Well, there's, there's a couple of reasons. I'm pretty well, sure I, we've I, talked about this before. I don't think it has to be, but I think that it is probably most likely to be. Yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, they could do something different, right? But realistically... They put a lot of effort into the story. This game is all about story and cinematics and all that stuff. And when you build a game like this, when you build a world, I mean, especially because this particular game is the last one in the series, right? It's supposed to be the closing. They have to have uh, a specific ending. So, like, when you finish, you know what the close of the story is. Um, And that's that's the way all of these games work that give you choices, right? I mean, think about any game you've played. Uh, and I'm not necessarily speaking to you are, I'm speaking to, to anyone, right? Any game you've played gives you these options. You can go about... I mean, if the game gives you options, you can go about it in different ways, but it's always going to bottleneck you into certain choices, and that's to keep the story somewhat in in line, right, with what everyone's playing. You've You've got to have these major story elements that everyone experiences. Otherwise, one, why waste your time developing them if not everyone's going to see it? But also... It would be too large an endeavor to go beyond that. And I think. Well, I, there, I don't there's A couple times where people have tried to not do that, and it's elders. Yeah, calls. but I,
1: I think actually that this is this is like a false dichotomy you're presenting because I think that um, they could have had still like just three endings, and I think that if they had if they had done them differently and in in ways that were not upsetting to most of the fans, that I think that would have still been possible.
0: I just can't say that I'm surprised by it, right?
1: Like certainly they could have. And if and I'm not surprised that the ending is bad because most game endings are r- pretty bad. I would say that I have been more disappointed with the way game's end than than
0: not. But but Mass Effect is made by a company that specializes in story, right. not gameplay, and it has been widely uh, Accepted as as a high quality game, so I would well, expect I mean, something good enough. from them, right? It's fair and enough. So I would expect it to be good, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all if they went above and beyond and made very different endings, right? So I don't want to say that it's not like they couldn't do it, but I wouldn't be upset if I were the player, and that's what happened because I'm I'm so used to it. It would have been silly for me to actually expect more than that. And I know that you can. That's
1: what's really surprising me about this whole thing is the the expectations have been so high from people.
0: Like, what did they not enjoy the rest of the game? That the last ten minutes bothered them. Well,
1: I mean, let me put it this way, right? Um, I mean, I think a lot of people regard the way a story ends to be just as important as the way it developed up to the ending.
0: Dude, that is a lot. Like, I am not a writer, at least not a creative writer that is a lot of pressure for someone so like basically the last 10 minutes is just as important as the previous 12 hours yeah that's what you're telling me that's
1: what a lot of people think
0: this yeah. this apparently is the consensus among these people if you hold judgment till the end and the end is what pissed you off yeah. then then yeah i can understand why why the end is so so important in terms of uh you know actually getting getting public opinion up but they should they should take a minute to look at the rest of the game and if they didn't like 10 minutes of it i could not care less right because they probably enjoyed the rest of it a whole heck of a lot otherwise they wouldn't even be upset at the end yeah well apparently i mean apparently a lot of these people are are upset because
1: they feel like the whole game was useless because the ending was so
0: bad yeah one other thing i can tell you is that all of these efforts they're making well you know good-hearted in some way uh like they are not prioritizing their lives properly because let me tell you i mean you just said you're disappointed by a lot of game endings right like there is yeah. other stuff you can do with your money with your time with your emotions like so you play a game you like it and the last 10 minutes don't please you that much okay go outside ride a skateboard do something fun and the next game will come around <laughs> like it's just i would not be bugging so much to get some new ending made because, I mean, what are the, you want to buy a whole piece of DLC just for a new ending? It
1: is, it is a little bit unusual. But um, I have a feeling that um, a lot of people might want to write us letters uh, right after you said that. So maybe we should give out our email addresses right now.
0: Uh, Alon at and Ara at chatterboxgameshow.com. Two different addresses. Excellent. But I know, like, I, Joe has emailed us a couple times about this or Facebooked me or whatever. Yeah. And, like, he's really concerned. Like, he was very happy to see that blog post. From the Bioware guy about how they are listening and they're going to do right by their and I'm like do right, it, like if you if you did a crappy job if it was genuinely a bad ending yeah that's one story well I, that
1: that's what I'm saying like I think that there's a lot of that as
0: well but a lack of choice not concerned no I, no no it doesn't no, no, bother no. me one bit let's
1: let's not let's not straw man this like I don't think it's just sheer from lack of choice I really do think that it's something deeper than that
0: all right well I guess it's. I'm uh, being a little presumptuous, right? Since I haven't played it, I shouldn't comment too much. But, but Jesus. Well, we can. I mean, it makes for better letters, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> chill, chill out. Is is my concern.
1: What what I, I I have to say though that I don't know why this is this is the catalyst that has gotten thousands of fans to amass tens of thousands of dollars because there have been. As I already alluded to before, myriad games that were incredible but horrible endings, and um, not not a not a not a single dollar.
0: Are you referring to Street Fighter? No, I'm not referring to Street <laughs> Fighter. It's just it's just it's. I mean, it, it fulfills those those characteristics, I guess, or requirements. <sighs> Good game, crappy ending?
1: I mean, bad endings, okay, have plagued video games ever since Card-off, Okay,
0: I was going to say Karnov. <laughs> have we talked about that before? <laughs> I don't know. It's possible. As like the quintessential crap ending to a game? <laughs> Congratulations! Where, where they can't even
1: get, I mean, the two lines of text that you get, they can't even get that right? I mean, oh, how is that, that was, for
0: a That was a fabulous game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, at least right. they're congratulating I am you. so glad that we share that. I didn't I didn't know that we would we would have that. That's
1: Because Karnov I mean uh, this is, Karnov is probably like before the
0: time of most of the people listening right now. I suspect. Maybe not Karnov's Revenge, but I don't think anybody played Karnov's Revenge. Yeah, nobody plays that.
1: But yeah. Karnov such a hard game. Uh, I mean Yeah,
0: I played it a lot. This is I Took mean, it was
1: like almost approaching like almost battle to its level.
0: Not quite. Oh. If that's the case, I could totally play Battle Toads. No, all that's, right, that's like that's the upper upper level. Well, let's take a break. I will play Battle Toads, beat it, and we'll be right back.
2: Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one.
0: Woo-hoo. All right, we're back, and we're not going to talk about Mass Effect three or Bioware. I think, I really think, for the segment, we're not right. Okay. All right, I'll, good. I'll, I'll make a deal. All right, so uh, you have a few things on your plate. I have a few on mine. Yeah. So, oh wanna yeah. So I want to. I want to make an announcement. Um,
1: you've heard about the Twitter.
0: I I have. In fact, I have a Twitter account yeah. that I neglect daily. Yeah.
1: So um, I also have a Twitter account, um, and I decided I wanted to do something funny with it.
0: I I don't believe you actually have a Twitter account. When did? I You are so uh, – you remove yourself from these social media outlets. Yes. It's, on purpose. Uh, it is on purpose. It's
1: I, I pride myself on my disdain for social media. Which is ironic because we are making a podcast. Yeah, but this is like um, – you know, it's better. Spoiler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, because cause we really know the people that we're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, –
1: Well, I did make one, and I didn't like to use it. Apparently, they're coming to get me now because of my... Did that
0: ever happen when we were in the radio studio?
1: No, I don't think so. All right. Ironic, since (laughs) it was downtown, and now we're very far away from that. Um, Okay, so anyway, long and the short of this, um, I had a Twitter account with my name on it, and if you want to follow me on that account, um, you can, but you'll find that I post nothing on that account. That
0: is as I would expect. Yes.
1: Okay. Now, um, but then I had, I, I, I wanted to do something funny
0: um, and I don't want to associate it with my real name. So I made now another that's rough, account. because when people think Ara Sharinian yeah. yeah. they probably don't think funny. This
1: is true. And so you can, you can, I'll tell you what this is and you can go there and then you can tell me if I'm being funny or just stupid and it's probably just stupid. But Twitter is the place for mass stupidity. It absolutely it is a venue for that. So, um, all the stupid things I think about, I decided I'm going to put down somewhere because it's really worth documenting uh, and keeping for years and years and years. And um, so As long I, as their servers stay up. Yeah. So, I started a different account and it's called Araisms. isms Get it?
0: I, I do. Yeah.
1: So, you can go and you can search for Aura underscore isms. And um, underscore it couldn't just be Aura-isms?
0: No, because then people will be like, "What's that? Araisms?
1: What's a raisem?"
0: Yeah, diphthongs don't work well in English all the time.
1: Yeah, is that what they're called? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, ara underscore isms, and um, I'm going to be posting stupid things on a regular basis, and you can follow the stupid things to your heart's content.
0: All right. I guess we also have a place where people can can suggest show topics <sighs> or just discuss things with us as well. The Aura on there will not
1: recognize um, that I do anything like Chatterbox. So you will be at your own risk if you try and All right. converse with
0: the Aura. On well, there. then I challenge people to, <laughs> to contact <laughs> Aura-ism.
1: It's, it's purely for just random deal. You know what? I was inspired. I was inspired by like that one that was like, stupid shit my my grandfather
0: or dad says or whatever shit my dad says the yeah. thing that got turned into an 18 episode yeah this television is, show this with is, william shatner
1: this is the one and i'm hoping that i'll also have an 18 episode television show
0: yeah probably not very soon he wrote he wrote like a, an expose essay by the way when he was all done being like let me teach you how to get your crappy show canceled <laughs> it was a good it was a good article actually because i liked that show but apparently the rest of the world did not
1: Oh, I didn't even know it existed, so... Yeah,
0: it really was not very good, but I still enjoyed it anyway. Wow. Shatner, huh? Shatner. How can you go wrong with Shatner? Shatner was the dad.
1: How can you... How can Shatner... I mean, really? How can Shatner not be funny? How could
0: that not work? Exactly, because, I mean, he was... He was actually meant to play an asshole. That that was his character, so... Yeah.
1: And he is, so it works perfectly. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um... Okay, so there is. Um, it's funny, you know. You know Forbes, Forbes magazine. Forbes magazine. Okay, they have a website now, and they do a lot of posts about video games on Forbes now, which um, is a little curious, but uh, I find it pleasing. So whatever. Um, there's this guy on there. His name's uh, Dave Theer, and um, he he wrote a, a little um, little tiny missive called Mass Effect Three. Gears of War Three and why reviewers fail.
0: Now okay, didn't we just say we weren't gonna die about Mass Effect we 3? Totally did.
1: And we're not. This is this is a side angle. This is we're gonna we're gonna do a glancing blow off it though. Okay. Okay. So um, basically his point, what he's trying to express by the post he made there, is that look, if you look at games like Mass Effect Three and Gears of War Three, and actually lots and lots and lots and lots of games that are reviewed, especially the blockbuster ones like those examples you'll find that the hype is just completely unyielding and everyone's, like, the reviews when a game like that comes out are just, like, it's just, like, it's gushing to the point of surprise, at least to me and I think to him, too. I think that's true of
0: previews. Yeah. But I don't know about reviews.
1: Reviews, reviews, too. It's, like, the blockbuster games, it's, like, they're getting extremely high reviews, even when... You know, for example, he gives examples. You can go search for it and read it if you want. Um, but, you know, like Gears of War 3 is his other example where he's like, look, the game's not that good. The story's not that good. It gets all right, you know. Um, but, like, certainly, like, it's not, like, by by any measure, by, by any standard, like, this incredible story the way that, it's framed to be by, like, reviews from IGN and so on. And then he goes on also to explain how, like, yeah, a lot of these big outlets, like, if it's a big game, you don't see any scores under, like, an eight or a nine a lot of times, you know? And he's taking all of the journalists or so-called journalists and reviewers to task for not being as critical as they should be. And I'm actually really pleased that, for once, somebody right it had to take Forbes because Forbes is not part of the game media to do this because none of the legit oh, that 's funny legit one of the n- n- none of the big like video game press outlets are ever going to do this they 're never going to publicly admit that they are just not being very critical and they're they 're never going to admit that i 'm going to use the word that they're shills for the industry, but the industry especially the pr portion of the industry um definitely regards reviewers as tools in the most precise meaning of the term you guys are tools for the pr
0: how does that make you feel yeah you know so i see both sides of it especially using gears of war as an example because gears of war i agree like it, i'm sure that if its graphics were not as good as as it is right the well, I guess they. Yeah. Well, um, his
1: his big beef was, like, with the story. He was like, come on. This was not a compelling
0: story. Well, here's the thing, though. <clears throat> I don't play a game for story. I'm sure as hell not playing Gears of War for the story. No, but but the IGN reviewer said, and, and,
1: and I wish I had this piece in front of me now, but he's, he had, like, some really choice praises for the story, which, like, you know, David Theer is like, where did this come from? This doesn't look like anything like that.
0: So... I, I try to be honest with my critiques of anything, right? But like this week Angry Birds Space comes out and I was like I, anytime time someone mentions it to me, which is more often than I would like, I'm like yeah, not interested. Don't don't really like that game that much and people give me hell for it, right? And I was like, ah, I just it's not that good. Clearly
1: you're a bad person if you don't like
0: that. Yeah, but it's it's just be honest with yourself, right? You might be willing to waste your time with it, right? But it's not that good a game. It really isn't. It's got a lot of major flaws. And I'm talking about the original one. I haven't played the space one. Um, But it's just not that good. And Gears of War 3 or 2 or the first one, right, Um, they're they're not that amazing. But I, I don't play them for the story. And they certainly do some things very well. And they certainly have... Uh, fascinated large groups of people for long periods of time so there's got to be something to it like whether or not the game by itself stands out maybe the game playing in a group as a team does and maybe that guy as a single reviewer didn't didn't give it the chance necessary now i don't know i don't know what he really did but there's there's definitely redeeming qualities in it um that that i would not be ready to dismiss while at the same time i would be totally ready to admit that the story yeah Is is crap, And beyond that, that uh, reviewers, I think, and the hype machine in general, right, uh, probably allow their opinions to be swayed for a number of reasons, like what you're saying, because it's such a big game, right? And there's, you know, hype begets hype.
1: Well, there's, I mean, there's other more sinister reasons, too.
0: I mean, nobody likes to admit this, right? I, I like to think that the stuff I'm reading is what the reviewer actually thinks. I don't, I know that's incredibly naive. Yeah, and I know you really like to think that. I know it's not necessarily true, right? But here's the thing. I'm going to give everyone the benefit of the doubt because I'm sure some of them are doing it correctly and just saying what they think. Um, And so I just assume they all are.
1: Right, but here's the thing too, right? I mean, it's like I I don't think that in this question of, um, you know, like what what should reviewers do or not to do or be honest or not be honest, right? I don't think it's a question of honesty because – If you want the outcome to be good for your uh, media outlet, right? And if you want to get, like, treated well by the PR companies, um, all you need to do to avoid any kind of moral conflict is just make sure that every single person who writes reviews really, truly loves more than anything else the game they're reviewing. But
0: that, that doesn't sound right to me. I mean, no, and, th- and that's why you've praised the examples in the past where you would have four reviewers. Was it GamePro or no? EGM,
1: e- EGM, which they they cribbed that from Famitsu, um, but yeah, that's in my opinion, that's the only real way you can um, have a meaningful video game review because you get four different perspectives and you learn over time what each reviewer's preferences and habits are and once you see an opinion about the same thing from four different directions, like it just gives you so much a clearer picture of what the
0: truth is like. Yeah. And so you say that and I think, well, Metacritic should solve that problem, but I don't think it does. No, no, but well, well, this is the difference,
1: right? Is because, um, in the, Famitsu format, right? At least, um, I originally, ideally you had, um, the same four people, writing um, reviews for all the same games. And also, right, I mean, there were, this only works if you have four people with very different tastes. And I guess that's true. That, you know, I mean, Famitsu is giving out perfect scores every once in a while. Not even every once in a while. Fairly frequently still. I thought it was very rare. No, not very rare. All
0: right. Oh, we're going to break. We'll be right back.
2: Where are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology. UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu.
1: And we're back once again. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio.
0: Still sponsored by the University of Advancing Technology. Website is UAT.edu. Make sure you check them out. Pretty please. Um, so we're moving on or are we sticking to it? No, no, no.
1: We we were I kinda of felt like we were rudely interrupted by this commercial
0: break. I guess you're right. So um let's see, what were we saying here? Mitsu they do it right because they got four people with very Yeah, different opinions. I mean I don't even
1: like actually like that's that's not true. I don't think that in I, I haven't seen Famitsu in a while. I don't even know if it's still being published, frankly. Um but actually, like, one of my big criticisms of Famitsu was that um, there, there wasn't enough divergence between the reviewers' scores. Because I can't read what they're saying because it's in Japanese. But if you look at their scores, I don't see enough divergence. I think that system only works well when there's a lot of divergence and there's disagreement. Um, but here's – I mean, here's the really interesting thing, right? I mean, if you're – I want to go back up a few um, steps to what I was talking about before where if you, as somebody who like works as like a manager or something or an editor, like like an editor-in-chief for a review outlet, right? If you have the power to affect the outcome of reviews by how you select reviewers who in their own little bubble – are being perfectly honest is that honest. I don't think that's honest, ultimately. Because you're still... You're doing your manipulation. And here's the thing, is that all of... We've got got another story here I want to talk about in a second um, that really drives home the point that PR companies and marketing companies who do the game marketing and PR, um, they're really think honestly they seriously think that um the press is just something there for them to manipulate to their ends and it works and it's working for them it's been working for them and they're going to try and make sure it continues to work for them and you know what that doesn't work for us not think, like do you, think you that's and a me problem of before.
0: the game industry press or if it goes beyond that
1: well i think that it this is a complex system That involves everybody to play along or enough of everybody
0: to play along for it to work. It's interesting. I I can't find really an analog. So, you know, oftentimes we compare the industry to books and movies, right? But if you're going to have a critic, like it's rare that you have, uh, you know, a, a crew of critics that you could call upon for any one of these, right? Like, I mean, I don't know much about newspaper publication. I guess we should have yeah. should have Ken back here to tell us about <laughs> all the publications. But uh Well I,
1: I think you're right because there's like in the other industries you don't have this dearth of criticism.
0: Well you just have one guy. Like movie right. industries, there's lots of criticism, right? Yeah. But it's always like, here's our movie reviewer reviewing this thing. Right. Whereas in games, it's we need to have a team because we want to review everything, you know, yeah. at least uh, you know AAA quality or whatever.
1: I I think that that is, my my guess would be that that's because there are way more people who want to review games than like anything else. Than than want to review music and I think movies.
0: But are, so, are there any? publications just about movies where you might have a team of different movie reviewers and have different people reviewing the things that you read every month?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are. I'm sure that exists. Um, I don't think that, like, Rolling Stone has just one or two music reviewers. I think that they have, like, a stable of freelancers, actually. yeah. But, on the other hand, right, they don't have this weird, terrible dynamic of no criticism. We, in the game industry, we don't have, I mean, you will not see a major publication ever launch a critical, a truly critical review of a
0: big budget release. It will not happen. So you say that, except this very week, a lot of people have been completely bashing Ninja Gaiden 3. Maybe it's because it's so obviously bad that they're willing to just go that route and say, hey, sorry. You guys, I see what you're trying demo, to do here. a bad game. Yeah, I was not even planning the segue <laughs> here, but but this was on my list of stuff to talk about. All right, like Joystick just posted a review, and you can look at anybody else's review. I think they all say the same thing. Yeah, that the game is crap. Now I have not played it, so I'm not speaking from experience. But like you're saying, they never do it. Is because it is rare. It is very rare. You see such strong this game is junk opinions, and I think that's why they wrote it because it was surprising it's surprising that we had high expectations based on the first and second games. I think people liked the second one. Yeah. Um, that the third one would be so, so crap. Now probably well, has something to do with the fact that the lead designer wasn't there for the third one. Well, I think,
1: I mean, it may truly be crap. I mean, the other thing, like the, the thing that makes the whole, before we really get into the, Ninja I don't need Guide to get into things, into it much more. No, 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 cause cause I want to anyway. Um, but the, the interesting thing is right. Like if, You know, Ninja Gaiden 3 is probably, like, it's a pretty big release, right? But all of the big releases, right, they they do have, like, a standard of, some standard of quality, you know? On the face of it, there's nothing about them that looks terrible. So I think that as an explanation to why this is an outlier or why this could be an outlier, maybe it's just so bad, right, that, I mean, if you're looking at a piece of dog poo, right, no amount of anything will convince the observer it's not dog shit, right? Pretty much. But yeah. if you got something that it doesn't look like dog shit, but it looks like... Um, God, okay, I don't want to go crazy with the analogy, but you know what
0: I'm saying, right? Well, if it's, it's up funny to... because this particular game places a lot of emphasis on appearance.
1: Yeah, but once 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 you're like above a certain standard of quality, then it becomes much easier, I think, to manipulate people into thinking that, like, okay, well, not only is this just pretty good or passable or serviceable um, or on par with the competitors but this is really really incredibly awesome right that's, that's not as hard a leap to make um, and the other thing too right which which disappoints me is that when something is criticized right you don't like it's it's very very difficult to get a broad range of opinions amongst video game criticism right I don't even want to call it that because it's not really that critical for the most part but Uh, when you get something that's panned, like it's like universally panned, right? And once it gets universally panned, it's a lot easier, right, for everyone else to pan it because it's like, oh, okay, this one's okay to criticize because everyone else is criticizing it.
0: Yeah, and I was saying that too. Like it because it's so clear that it's crap, Tecmo can't fault the the publisher for giving a bad review because it would be too obvious. But that's sort of that happened with Kane and Lynch, didn't it? Some people gave it good reviews when it was supposedly such a crap game that, like, right. obviously they were... G- so so
1: that whole debacle a couple years ago with Kane and Lynch, I mean, I, I think that that happened because, right, like, this, like, that game approach, like, Kane and Lynch does not have the pedigree of reputation that other game series have. Certainly not of what Ninja Gaiden had. That, true, true. Um, but at the same time, right, like, it was a game that they poured so many millions into developing and marketing that they were like we are going to just push this thing through stuff it down their throats and it was just it was just not quite it was just too too close to the dog crap right for it to pass muster unnoticed and so i think that's what happened there okay you know what i'm saying but it's it's funny like this this ninja Gaiden three thing um because you know, Itagaki is not part of Team Ninja anymore. Idagaki is making games for THQ, allegedly. Which, incidentally, like I thought was interesting because he said that um, this game that he's working on now, this Devil Third, Devil's Third game, is like a bigger budget than like all of the games that he's ever worked
0: for combined. He's worked on really big-budget games? Previously. Well, not as big-budget. Yeah. So wh- what's interesting, actually, in this case is that So, I'm going to Metacritic for Ninja Gaiden 3. Um, Not a lot of reviews have come in. Maybe they are. Okay. So, they've got... has to be at least four because that's the minimum. Well, they've got 22, although I don't know what the usual is. Um, 22 is a pretty decent number. They've got a low positive and low negative, but a lot of mixed results from from critics. Yeah. Um, Only two positive reviews versus six negative. But you look at user reviews, um, obviously there's more user reviews, uh, but... Instead of the majority or the, the vast majority, minority being positive, uh, the great majority are positive. From, is this, is this game measures. actually out now? Yeah.
1: It's out. Yeah. Interesting. Um,
0: and so the one positive that Metacritic has chosen to highlight on the page I'm on, this game is definitely not as bad as everyone is making it out to be. It just depends on your expectations going into it. Um, can I expand easily? Yeah. If you're looking for a pure sequel with more weapons and cleavage to Ogle, then this is not the game for you. However, if you just want an action-packed, nonsense, no nonsense killing spree, then this is the game for you. So basically, they made it so you're just running around killing stuff all the time, and Hmm. they, you know, from the other review I read, they took out the difficulty, they took out the finesse. You're just like getting blood splattered on the screen all the time. So I think what I'm seeing is uh, graphics and presentation making users think it's a good game when in reality. Uh, like, gameplay and, and the real in-depth quality is gone and they're just not noticing.
1: Yeah, well, based on what you said, it sounds like, I mean, they took a real serious departure from, like, what the, the, the core values of the previous games were. So I think anytime you do that with a game series, I mean, you're bound to piss people off because people are expecting a certain... Like, they're not expecting the same thing, but what they are expecting...
0: Is the same sensibility
1: as the same yeah like
0: thematically it should still be difficult there should still be a learning curve we talk all the time about how games that make you learn uh, you know they produce a sense of accomplishment and therefore like feel like a good game like you're doing something enjoyable and if they take all the challenge out and the learning out uh, that's a a core characteristic of this game franchise yep Uh, so yeah I guess they screwed the pooch on that one. I guess so, but I
1: really hope, I don't know, I really hope all this stuff, this calling out, is just resulting in more critical reviews, and I I really want to encourage people to think more
0: critically about games, because it's important. We may be talking to the wrong crowd, because we're talking to people who are convinced that graphics and blood on the screen make a game great.
1: Um,
0: I don't think everyone listening to us thinks that. Yeah, it, it was certainly the Mortal Kombat Syndrome. Can we name it that? Can we just call it the Mortal Kombat Syndrome? Okay, why not? All right. I enjoyed Mortal Kombat, by the way. But I think there's no amount of, of arguing that could make us believe it was truly a good game. Yeah. Well, good looks are good looks, but they're not a
1: game by itself. Yeah.
0: All right, well, we have come to the end of another program. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We will be back next week. Don't forget to go to chatterboxgameshow.com if you want to email us. Good night, guys.
2: You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.